Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3 episode 311 of this daily study session podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covered in November the 1st, November the 7th, covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 125 to 128. And today we're moving into Doctrine and Covenants section 127. Both of these um, uh, sections, 127 and 128, are epistles from Joseph Smith the Prophet. And it's interesting, actually, to have a look at these two sections compared to other sections in the Doctrine and Covenants, which are kind of direct revelations from the Lord through the prophet. This is more diff- This is a different setup. This is the prophet himself writing in his own words and in, in his own mind uh, to the, the people of the church. Of course, we have these as revelations and as um, canonized scripture. And this is because, of course, Joseph Smith, as the key holder and as the prophet of that, of that, at that time, when he was speaking by the influence of the Holy Ghost, he is a prophet and so speaking for the Lord. But in this case, he's not speaking as if he is the Lord, but directed from him. Uh, and so this epist- these epistles are interesting, not, so least, not least for the fact, because when you look at the, um, the actual language and the way in which it flows differently to the other sections when it is revelation directly from the Lord himself, there's clear differences between the two narrative, the stylistic writing um, in these. And so it, it just just it does paint an interesting picture, really, about how these two sections are directly from his thoughts and promptings by the Holy Ghost to him, rather than these direct revelations as if the Lord is speaking to the individual himself. Something else that uh, is quite funny, actually, is that uh, I heard recently, that recently, I believe it may have been Elder Holland speaking in the um, special broadcast that uh, I refer to at the start of this week, uh, but that an, that an epistle is, is the wife of an apostle uh, is, is the thing that he once heard a primary child think that an epistle was. Of course, an epistle is not the wife of an apostle. An epistle is uh, is a letter. Uh, and so this letter is sent by Joseph Smith to the saints. And in order to understand why he's sending an epistle, we do obviously need to go into the background and context of this. Now, if you go to the Revelations in Context uh, book uh, in the chapter titled Letters on Baptism for the Dead, um, this this uh, this period of time is is uh, dealt with in this section. It says, quote, further instructions and clarification on this new practice were to come. In August 1842, Joseph Smith was accused as an, as an accessory in the attempted murder of Lil, Lilburn W. Boggs, the former governor of Missouri. To avoid arrest, Joseph remained more or less in hiding for about three months in the homes of trusted friends. Wilford Woodruff wrote in his journal that though Joseph had been deprived, has been deprived of the privilege of appearing openly, yet the Lord is with him as he was upon the Isle of Patmos with John, intimating that Joseph had experienced spiritual manifestations during his absence from public life. Close quote. Um, This is interesting because, of course, um, we have here this idea that Joseph Smith uh, was accused of this um, attempted murder or being a, an accessory of or part of the attempted murder of Lilburn W. Boggs. Uh, he wasn't... Um, he, he was... He was um, accused of this because there were reports or rumours that uh, one of Joseph Smith's uh, bodyguards, Porter Rockwell, uh, was in Missouri around the time of this attempted murder. Of course, this has not uh, been confirmed as such or, or anything like that. But of course, 
um, in there were some individuals who would who questioned, well, who would want you know this to happen? And of course, with all the uh, issues and uh, problems that had happened in Missouri a few years earlier, um, Joseph Smith was one who was uh, pointed as one who could couldn't be trusted in this case. Uh, and of course, with people from Missouri constantly trying to get uh, to to Joseph Smith, I mean, they'd already had some previous failed attempts at extraditing extraditing Joseph back to Missouri, so they could. Um, as they put it, um, ex- exercised the law upon him, uh, which basically meant that he would never leave. Um, then, obviously, this was another potential uh, way that they could try and, and get get him to return back. Uh, and so, of course, Joseph, um, after meeting with some close friends and family, uh, decided to be in hiding for some time whilst uh, this passed. Um, now, before we go on to talking about uh, Section 127, there is an interesting uh, mention in this next bit here in Revelations in Context. It says, quote, on April, th- uh, sorry, on August 31st, Joseph appeared briefly to speak to a small gathering of female Relief Society members and communicated for the first time on record what he had learned in the previous weeks, close quote. Now, before I share with you what he shared at this Relief Society meeting, it's very important that we actually speak about the Relief Society. Um, the Relief Society uh, was established around this time. And as such, uh, I think it's very important that we, uh, we, we make mention of this in this episode. It was all begun uh, by the seamstress Margaret Cook noticing that the construction workers on the Nauvoo Temple were in need of shirts. Uh, they were suggesting that, you know, because they didn't have the shirts needed, they would rather do it with no shirts and get the temple done than wait around to try and get some shirts. And so probably wanting to avoid that situation, um, that there was a need there, and Margaret Cook wanted to try and do something to to support these brethren uh, when they were building this temple, uh, and as such, uh, Sarah Kimball um, was um, was had the idea proposed to her um, by uh, Margaret Cook, um, and so this led to a discussion amongst the sisters, including Eliza R. Snow, about how they needed to um, get together a group so that they could provide this relief, and not just this relief for this particular need, but actually. You know, following the the pattern which was happening across uh, Northern America with other uh, women's societies is put together a benevolent group or society to address the social and religious needs of the saints. And so um, it says uh, in the church history topics uh, in the section Female Relief Society of Nauvoo uh, that a document was put together and then, quote, um, Eliza presented her document to Joseph Smith, who said it was the best he had seen for the Lord had something in mind, something better for the women. He wanted to organise them after the pattern or order of the priesthood and give them the, the society a place of prominence in God's church. Um, Sarah Kimball recalled that Joseph said, the organisation of the Church of Christ was never perfect until the women were organised, close quote. Clearly, you know, ever since the beginning of this church, there has been a need and a desire for the Lord to have the women organised and the sisters have a prominent voice and um, part in leading out the kingdom of God. Um, and this is something which was clearly uh, an important thing. Now, I don't have time uh, with the time that we have today and tomorrow to cover section 127 to go into more detail about that first meeting, about what was done in that Relief Society moving forward. Um, but what is interesting um, is what was is the fact that Going back to August 31st now, so a, a number of months later, Joseph appears to this group of, and this gathering of Female Relief Society members and communicates this to them for the very first time it was spoken about. 
Quote, All persons baptized for the dead must have a recorder present that he may be an eyewitness to record and testify of the truth and validity of his record. It will be necessary in the Grand Council that these things be testified. Close quote. I mean, clearly it was such an important matter, this, that this fairly new um, opportunity or blessing of being able to be baptized for the dead needed to have some order and, re and recording. And I love the fact that this um, principle or this important part of the, um, the baptizing of people for the dead was first revealed to a group of Relief Society sisters. Again, just making the points that these individuals were important leaders and an important part of the Church of Christ, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at this time and moving forward, of course, today as well. Um, because of the time, we will have to stop there because obviously what I'm going to share next dives into the section uh, about what uh, Joseph Smith records in the epistle. So we'll look at the section in, in more detail tomorrow. Thank you very much for sharing, uh, for sharing your time today and thank you for listening. Please share the podcast with someone that you know and please join our Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you'd like to hear more uh, or share more really or rather about your feedback and what you've studied as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.